Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to The Morning Beat. Uh, it is Therapy Thursdays. What straight couples can learn from queer relationships? We're going to be joined by a licensed psychologist uh, from New York City who's going to be actually talking to us about just that. Yes. I, listen, I think my... We st- love straight couples learning from the guzz. That's right. That's right. You can I, learn so much from the guzz. Well, my it's so funny that my fiance's mother, weeks ago, and she's been married to her husband for, you know, 30-some years... She said to me, she started crying, and she was like, I just love your relationship so much. And this is a woman who was the first lady of her church, mm-hmm. the wife of a pastor for 47 years who was a pastor, and was very, very, raised Pentecostal, very anti-everything we are, until her son came out. Right. And then she got to know me, and she cried. So and sweet. she said, your relationship is so beautiful, the way you communicate, how much fun you have, how honest you are with each other. I wish I could have some of that. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Well, I guess we're doing something right. You know what's crazy, though? I've been getting... So, since I started putting out the album photos, I've been getting a lot of DMs from people who are, like, obsessed with their own grandmas. I Yes. And so, they're sending me, like, stories or letters that their grandmas wrote them. And it could be anybody. It doesn't need to be their grandmas. But why it's so profound is that the stories that they're sharing are about these older women that we would think are older women who were really wild and brave and the first Rosie the Riveter. One girl said, uh, my grandma was so wild uh, and she was the, the first of our family who raised four children and was extremely like rebellious and, Mm. and wild. And I just, I, I think it's been so interesting to read that because I think that like, we think that a lot of women uh, who are very like religious or sure. haven't like seen a lot of the world um, wouldn't be so accepting of who we are. But there's so many grandmas that are like my wild grandma, girls. Yeah, my grandma was a devout Catholic. She would go every day of the week sometimes, like Monday through Friday yeah. and then Sunday. And we were at Christmas Eve at her place one time years ago. And my ex, who you know, who we met together was there and he's just ridiculous. He would say ridiculous things to get a rise out of people all the time. It's sort of what he's known mm-hmm. for, but he's also, it makes it really fun. He's great though. Right? And he brought up oral sex. At Christmas Eve at my grandma's house, mm-hmm. and everybody was gasping. And my grandma says, 
oh, you don't think I've done that once or twice in my day? Yeah, Come on, grow up, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, whoa, Grandma, you're 80. That's I a know. lot. So grandparents are pretty cool. They're so They're great. They're just young people stuck in old people's bodies. So maybe that's what you bring out of uh, Mule's mom. Maybe. You know, she's got that in her, yeah. and you just bring I, it out. I feel 25 inside. My body just does not feel that I way. Do, listen, right? I do, too. I feel uh, that. I hear so that. We're going to have a great show today. Right now, though, it's time for News on the Beat. What do you have? All right, well, President Biden on Wednesday signed a sweeping executive uh, order that expands LGBTQ rights. The mandate, among other things, directs the U.S. Departments of Health and Human Services, Education, and other federal government agencies to develop policies that will counter anti-LGBTQ laws that have been enacted in states across the country. The order also creates a Bill of Rights for LGBTQIA plus older adults with HHS and will prohibit the use of federal funds to support so-called conversion therapy. We actually have a clip. Take a listen. My message to all the young people, just be you. You are loved. You are heard. You are understood. You do belong. And I want you to know that as your president, all of us on this stage have your back. Listen, that's something we did not hear for four years yeah, at all. Exactly so the opposite. And, and if you're, you know, upset with him because he's not doing enough for progressives, or if you're a conservative and you're upset because you think inflation and gas prices are all the president's fault, sure, whatever. You make that argument all day long. What nobody can argue is that he's a good, kind person. Like he he cares about our community. Like genuinely cares. It's not just like placating us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that about him. Yeah. Yeah, honey. All right, let's get into weather. 76 in Boston, 100 in Dallas, 109 in La Quinta, 109 in Cathedral City, 64 in San Francisco, 97 in Houston, 108 in Vegas, 80 in L.A., and 73 in New York. Now give us a vibe of the day. There is nothing quite like a dream to create the future. Start dreaming. Start dreaming. Oh, uh, you can dream about this. Are we doing this? Are we doing this one? Demi? Demi Lovato? Okay, cool. Channel Q has your chance to see Demi Lovato September 28th at LA's YouTube Theater. Uh, in our next hour, you can call in for your chance to win her, uh, win to see them on their Royal and the Serpent Tour. Uh, we'll have that phone number for you in the next hour. Stick around. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. All right, welcome back to the show. You know, one of the one of the things that really popped uh, during the pandemic was Squid Game on Netflix. I heard about it. I watched the first episode and I was hooked. I was like, okay, this is ridiculous and terrifying and almost too much to watch. Um, however, it became the most watched series in the history of Netflix and also the first like South Korean series to ever be like a global phenomenon the way it has been. So, of course, there's going to be a Squid Game Season 2. Spoiler alert, if you watch the first one, basically everybody dies. So, I'm not sure what they're going to do with the sequel, um, but... Not only are they doing a sequel, they've just announced, Netflix has, that they're doing a reality show version of Squid Game where 456 people will compete for $4.56 million. We knew this was happening. Largest cash prize in reality show history. We knew this was happening. Are are we doing it? Uh, I would love to do this. You always say if we're ever on a game show, I need to know this, this, and this. Yeah, listen, we're prepared. I want to know what the games are, though. Like, are you going to also lose your life if yeah, you, you don't like, die? hit the red light? Because I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to die yeah, for four listen, million dollars. I'm just trying to understand what's happening here. Uh, well, I will tell you this though. My fiance did text me yesterday this, and he says, "Should we, should we apply?" And I was like, 
okay, whatever. He's like, no, seriously, I'm dead serious. Like, I'm no, we'll be dead, maybe, but like, no, I don't. Like, maybe I, then I'll, I started thinking about it. They're casting globally. They're casting in the UK. They're casting in the United States. They're casting English and non-English speaking people. Like, it's wow. it's, it's a whole diverse oh thing. Yeah. So I'm really really interested to see how this happens. It's actually being uh, produced by an old friend of mine, actually. He's the v- vice president of Netflix, Brandon Reig. It's his show, and he created the reality show that I was on in 2011. Oh, my gosh, that's Expedition crazy. Expedition Impossible before he left uh, ABC. So uh, this is really, really interesting stuff. Um, is it is it in poor taste at all? Is it my only concern? Like, it's a show about people who are desperate to pay their bills and to pay their gambling debts, willing to like die and murder each other to get to the end. Is that is that the type of show we want to like? I don't know. Is, is it weird? Um, no, I don't think so. Or at does all. it feel like we kind of live in a Squid Game, anyways? But no. the base, the, like how the world is it's now. It's so crazy because Chrissy Teigen, who I'm not the biggest fan of, um, yeah, she can be problematic, but sometimes she... great. Through a Squid Games party, and people were dragging her for for having um, it be in poor taste. And I was like, "What are you talking about? It's a television show mm. created with characters. It's it's not a reality show. She wasn't making fun of people killing each other. Yeah. And the truth is, that is how we treat each other. Yeah. In this society, we are not good to each other. So if it triggers you. That's a you thing. Well, two things. One, what triggers me is you saying Squid Games with an S on the end. You're one of those. There's oh, two types of people in the world. I am. It's like it's like it's like uh like saying JC Penny or JC Pennies. Yeah. <laughs> I always throw an S on it. There's no <laughs> S. Um and then the other thing is I think you really sort of nailed it there because I think why this show resonates so deeply with people, even though we're so disturbed, it's because it's a mirror of who we kind of are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. when, it's like when something triggers you we'll and somebody... We'll throw people away just to make a, a buck. Yep. And I... so this show, it's <clears throat> Squid Game was not based on, a, on, on, on real people in a sense. And in this reality show, no one's losing their lives. The worst thing that happens is they go home empty-handed. Mm. So, you know, we've done that with Fear Factor. We've done that with right. other shows. Yeah, like, I, it's gone are the days of like sitting with grandma and grandpa when you stay home from school sick to watch The Price is Right. Yeah. Like nobody wants to <laughs> see that. You know what I mean? It's cute. Price is Right, Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune. Those things are all cute. But they're basic. Yeah. And something like this is going to get people talking and we need the money because yes it's very expensive to live right now yeah i had to take an uber from the airport to an appointment yesterday in vegas 60 dollars. it was 15 minutes away mm-hmm. 60 dollars for an uber oh yeah things are so expensive right yeah. now it's uh, crazy Emil was in new york last week and for work and he got invited to an influencer event in brooklyn from manhattan like a mile away 90 bucks each way yeah and it's like, huh? So it's, just to go out to dinner or go see a friend in a major city, it's like, oh, I'm dropping two, three hundred bucks just to go. Yeah, it's crazy. So if you compete on this, I, I get it, honey. Go. I don't think it's rude at all. Go yeah. get your money. What if 456 people divided 4.56 million dollars evenly and just said bye? How much is it? Like a thousand bucks or something? Wouldn't that be iconic if they all just sat down and they were like well, a thousand bucks? It'd be like a million bucks each. Do the math. Four hundred fifty-six million dollars. No, four point five six million. Oh, 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 oh! I was like, no, a million. I could do the math, but I don't really feel like it. Yeah, they'd make some money, honey. I'm signing up. 
Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. So one of my favorite films of all time, and it's a heartbreaking, heartbreaking film, but I think I love it so much because uh, of the actor who played the lead in Philadelphia, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's talking about this role and what's popping. Michaela, what's going on? Uh, well, there's a lot going on. I love Tom Hanks, um, and I also will be going home to watch uh, Run, Forest Run, Forrest Gump. <laughs> it's a good one. Such a good Jenny. one. I love it. Jenny. But it's about another iconic film. In a new interview published in the New York Times Magazine, the Academy Award-winning actor was discussing the shifting cultural attitudes as they relate to some of his previous work uh, in that acclaimed 1993 film uh, directed by the late Jonathan Dem, Hanks played a gay corporate lawyer who successfully sues his former law firm for firing him for being HIV positive. Hanks won his first Oscar role for uh, his first Oscar for the role in 1994. But in the Times interview, the beloved actor uh, said, could a straight man do what I did in Philadelphia now? No, and rightly so. He said, uh, one of the reasons people weren't afraid of that movie is that I was playing the gay man. The whole point of Philadelphia was to not be afraid. Mm. But it's true. You know, I think it brings up a a really important uh, conversation because, because Tom Hanks isn't gay, would we say, you shouldn't play that role now? However, he played it so beautifully... He won an Oscar for it, but he's straight. Like, yeah, there's. A, there's when a- we say that only gay people can play gay roles, I think that that is a tough conversation. I think that gay people should be brought in to audition for the roles. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm with you there. I hear what he's saying, and I under and I, and I and I appreciate the shift right now. But I think at some point it has to level out. And because I'm not a believer that only queer people should play queer roles, uh-uh. I'm a believer that queer people should get equal opportunities to play. It's acting, right? And so, like, just because I'm gay, say I were an actor, I'm gay. I have no personal relationship to the HIV/AIDS pandemic. I'm a gay man, so it affected my community when I was really young, and it scared me as a kid. But I, I wasn't going to the hospital. I wasn't going to funerals every week. I was, I didn't live through that generation, right? So just because I'm gay, that does not make me uniquely qualified. But how do we know that that I don't know? Tom Hanks doesn't have all sorts of stories about having queer friends who lost their battles to HIV and AIDS. So and yeah, also, also it's not reality. It's yeah. playing a character. Yes, and that film. That story would not have been told, and the the amount of people who saw it would not have seen it had Tom Hanks not been the one who brought this. So totally. to me, that's an example of really beautiful allyship. To be in 1990, what, three you said? Yeah. To be able to play that role, it wasn't like he was just playing a gay guy. He was playing a gay guy who was slowly dying before our eyes, who had lesions all over his skin, who was pale and gaunt, who literally lost the weight to physically play this role. I respect that. Yeah, I do too. So I do too. I think it's amazing. I think that Tom Hanks was amazing and he was the perfect person to play that role. Also, besides like QAnon, like nobody in the world has a negative thing to say about Tom Hanks. No, he's, he's the like best. I've interviewed him. He's like, he's like the nicest human being. He's just an average guy. Just very kind. Yeah, love I him. love him. 
All right, coming up, it's Therapy Thursdays, what straight couples can learn from queer relationships. You're going to want to listen if you're an ally. Coming up in the next hour. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. That's right. We are The Morning Beat. You know what? And and we're here, and and we're queer, so get used to it. Is anybody mad right now? I don't know why. I'm coming in hot. Is anybody mad at us for, for being on the air? Are we in trouble? Sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like it's the energy I need to bring. Pride Month. Are we in trouble? Pride Month brings out the best and the worst. Oh, my God. You know what listen I mean? Listen to me. I'm just going to say this. It's exhausting. I, listen, because I'm feeling it right now. I'm tired. I am so tired of being the spokesperson for gays. <laughs> yes. During the month of June. Yes. Stop. Like, we yes. get asked to, to do things, we interview, in. yes. talk about. Yes. Like, just figure it out. Reach out to us in July or August yeah. or September, any other month. Not just the, yeah, the spread one. Spread it out, honey. It's, it's like every time we get to like Black History Month, we're like, okay, well, let's just bring out all of our black friends in for the month and talk about their issues. And it, it, it does, it's fantastic, but also like we just want to celebrate. We just want to like celebrate our community and like live our best lives. Yeah. It's always great to go out there and promote, you know, the cause of love and equality. It's and, and you know we don't want to say we're not grateful to our allies. But at allies, this point, I'm but... like, you know what? Forget it. I don't need equality. I just need a nap. Okay. I need a nap. <laughs> we're just like everybody else. Celebrities, gays. Sounds they're like, just uh, like us. Sounds like Therapy Thursday couldn't come fast enough. Luckily, it's coming in about 12 minutes from right now. Uh, what straight couples could learn from queer relationships? We've got a uh, licensed psychologist from New York joining us to have that conversation. It's time we teach the straights a thing or two, I believe. The straights. You know, I will say this though. The straights. We love you guys. We do. Well, okay. Thanks for thanks for listening, tuning in, being allies. Absolutely. My my brother in law Jerry listens every day. And he oh, listens, the best straight ally in the world. He listens sometimes with his buddies at work, and they work like uh, like on construction sites and stuff in Kentucky. 
And they're like, yeah, we love your show. I'm like, I love that. Jerry, you're so fun. Not Thanks all, for listening, Jerry. Not all straights are so bad. We love our allies. No, no. And Jer is like the straightest straight. He's, the, he's like the straightest Like straight. he is the well, Kentucky of, living guy. He did go to school for interior design for a bit back about 10 oh, years so ago. Oh, so he is a so homosexual. Th- th- yeah, he's very, very gay. <laughs> so he loves that I'm saying so his name over and over again. he is not an ally. He is a gay he's male. my gay brother-in-law, Jerry, who's married to my sister. In Kentucky, so he's going to be sending me a text in about three, so not, two, so one. Not our ally, Jerry. You are of the community. Okay, let's get some news. Do on you the want beat. to interview Jerry for Shut, Pride Month? N- no, yeah, yeah. Let's ask him. Yeah, what do you what do you think when you look at us? He would say something. He's very sweet and thoughtful and rough around the edges. It, it's he's a perfect combination. I swear to God, I hope he's listening right now. You know he is. I know, Listens I know. He's the, he's the best, the best, best, Jerry. All right, uh, in a landmark settlement, a Maine assisted living facility has agreed to establish policies and procedures to ensure it is a welcoming place for LGBTQ seniors. After a 79 year old transgender woman levied an accusation of discrimination. When Marie King filed her complaint with the Maine Human Rights Commission in October, alleging that the Sunrise Assisted Living Facility in the town of Jonesport refused her admission as a resident because she is transgender, it was believed to be the first complaint of this kind in U.S. history. The settlement does not set a binding legal precedent, but legal experts nevertheless expect it to raise awareness that nursing homes and other assisted living facilities must abide by various state and federal laws barring them from discriminating against transgender people. The settlement also provides a roadmap for how such facilities can better serve the needs of LGBTQ seniors. I love this story. I think I that's wonderful. Well, it's so funny. We like we forget about our senior community, straight or gay or queer, you know what I mean? And in, in, in particular, LGBTQ seniors, that generation lived through a lot. A lot of them lost their loved ones. A lot of them are alone now. Um, and one of my biggest fears is just being alone someday yeah. and people just forgetting about me you and like not seeing me anymore. I'm moving in. Oh, yeah, Don't worry, honey. Okay. So, so women live longer than men and, but I'm older than you. So you're going to be alone for a while at the end. No, I'm honey. Die I'm, first. Listen to me. I've, if Lisa dies before me and then you die, I'm going on many dates. I'm still going to live my it's life. It's going to be you and my fiance just like riding oh out into my the God. sunset. I'm going to literally get a convertible from me and Emil. <laughs> and then we'll be like, to our children and grandchildren, we'll be like, please leave us alone. We're going to Palm Springs for the weekend. Don't bother us. And then we'll be like vibing in the pool. Okay. Doing our thing. We'll be all right. I'll take care of a meal. A pool in Palm Springs? Yeah. Well, what's the temperature there? That's what I want to know. Well, it'll be 127,000 degrees. Okay. Uh, but for right now, it is not that. It is 109 <laughs> in Palm Springs today, 80 in LA, 108 in Vegas, 89 in Miami, and 82 in Buffalo. Now give us the vibe of the day. I'm going to skip the vibe and give away tickets. How about yeah. that? Demi Lovato on September 28th at LA's YouTube Theater. Call now, 1-833-772-2557. That's 833-772-2557 for your chance to see Demi Lovato on their Royal and the Serpent Tour. Uh, One more time, 833-772-2557. Caller number five. You're winning the pair of tickets. Do it. Yeah, do it, honey. All right, coming up, it's Therapy Thursday. What straight couples can learn from queer relationships. So much. And why we can just all be the same and in love. Seven minutes. Good morning, B. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. It's time for another round of Therapy Thursdays. And the conversation this week uh, is about straight couples 
and what they could potentially learn uh, from same-sex couples. And here to join us and help have that conversation is a licensed psychologist with a private practice in New York and a faculty member at Columbia University, Gregory Payton. Gregory, thank you so much for being here. This is really fascinating to me. Um, and I'm kind of curious, just for our listeners, like what, what, what sort of clients do you see in your practice? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the invitation. Um, my private practice, I work with a lot of uh, queer individuals and couples, mm. uh, and I also work with children, adolescents, uh, who also identify as queer. Um, and so, you know, I was really excited by uh, this invitation to talk about how I think queer couples can kind of teach straight couples a thing or two. And just so our listeners know, i got to put some respect on it. It's Dr. Gregory Payton. I apologize for that. I know you've earned that. You've earned that title. This is really interesting because we've talked about this a bit on our show. You know, I remember years ago, uh, my mom, you know, crying because she saw that my partner and I did this like silly little like morning routine ritual dance song that we made up. And she just started crying. And I was like, what is that? She goes, I just wish... I, I, w- I love that. I think it's so beautiful the way that you guys yeah. communicate with each other and the way that you guys are so open. I've never experienced that. And she's been married for 30 years, like in the same way. It's just different. Um, yeah. So yeah. when it comes to relationships, what major differences do you see in like emotional connection and maturity levels in same-sex couples and hetero couples? Yeah, I think your mom is kind of speaking to something really powerful, which is that, you know, in my experience of working with queer couples, there is a lot of vulnerability and kind of emotional communication that happens that doesn't often happen mm. uh, in straight couples. Um, you know, queer couples tend to, um, you know, have kind of emotional and social intelligence um, based on their experience of kind of navigating the world as a queer person and they really have to you know build up that ability to kind of connect and communicate uh, about their emotional needs and about who they are from a young age and so that's then a strength that they bring into uh, a relationship and it can be a real source of um, you know, positive quality for their relationship with their partner. Yeah, I know, Michaela, you have thoughts on this because you and Lisa have a very different uh, level of communication, a deeper understanding and respect for each other now than maybe you did a few years ago and in a different way than you saw your parents. So what are your thoughts on this, Michaela? Do you think lesbian couples and gay male couples just have a deeper connection than straight people? You know, I don't want to say it's a deeper connection than straight people at all, but I will say that I think that as gay people, we've dealt with a lot of the same similar trauma. And so it makes us more empathetic towards each other. You know, the stories that Lisa shares. Also, just being a woman. Do you know what I'm saying? Like PMS, (laughs) if nothing else. I'm like, Lisa, I'm going to start my period right now. Well, you can can relate to it because you both (laughs) go through it. Totally. So I think it just gives us more uh, relatability in so many, many aspects, you know? Is that it? Is that what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. No, I think Michaela is speaking to something really important, which is that, you know, I think queer couples tend to approach one another with a little bit more compassion and empathy. You know, we sort of, um, you know, we sort of recognize maybe that we've had struggles as queer people. And so then we tend to kind of accept one another for who we are. We try not to maybe make 
one other someone that they're not or some idealized partner, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we tend to just be more accepting and more empathic toward our partners. Have, have you found talking to your clients um, that there is more of an, I, I feel like this is an obvious answer, but that there's more of an openness literally in, in same sex yeah. couples and, and even having the conversation you know, my partner and I, we're about to get married. We've been together 10 years and we're monogamous, but that doesn't mean we're not, thank you. That doesn't mean we're not open to openness either. Yeah. Um, and right. just being able to have right. those conversations makes us so attracted to each other that we stay monogamous. <laughs> but like, do you think just even having those conversations is something that's a little bit unique to same sex couples? Absolutely. And it's something that, you know, I hear from same sex couples a lot, from queer couples a lot, which is that one of the benefits that they see of being in their relationship is that there aren't really a lot of rules for the relationship. Mm. Um, and so you're able to re- really kind of create the relationship that the two of you are seeking based on your shared values, your shared interests, you know, and, and that could mean a lot of different things, but it gives people more flexibility and it gives them the opportunity to be more communicative mm. of what they're looking for because there isn't this kind of, pattern that they have to fall into what i just heard yeah. is that dr gregory payton said that queer people are more flexible that's hey, what i oh, took away and from I, that you know what and i heard that yeah. and i did just do pilates class last night very so, true yeah. and i am <laughs> well you know i think what's important too for our straight allies that are listening we're not saying that we're better than you by that's any right. means we're just, more, right. just more evolved we're is just, that what we're saying we're just no? more traumatized yeah we're we're traumatized you know what don't be jealous that we have severe trauma that we're working through we connect in our brokenness yeah Yeah. but i think that's such a great point you know that so often i think queer couples are seen as you know having a lot of problems or, or it's like a deficit perspective you know that they're not as kind of healthy as, as, as heterosexual couples. And so this is absolutely not to say that heterosexual couples don't have these skills and strengths too, but it is to acknowledge that a lot of times because of coping through homophobia or queerphobia or transphobia, you know, that you develop these skills and this resiliency, and then you bring that into a relationship and it often makes the relationship much stronger. Yeah. You know what, it, you know what it is? Um, it is is uh, she literally gave you an example of what we do as a community. We're quick witted and we're funny. We're quick witted and we're funny, <laughs> and we do Pilates because because we have you know known what it's like to be outside of normal society. Yeah. Uh, such a beautiful conversation. Yeah. I hope you join us again. You're fantastic, yeah, Doctor Gregory Payton. I, first of all, I love your name. It's such a Doctor Gregory Payton. <laughs> I'm the doctor. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you join us again, Dr. Gregory Putin. Absolutely, I'd love to. Thank you for the invitation. Goodbye. Channel Q. All right, so people are traveling again, and air travel is already proven to be a nightmare for a multitude of reasons. The COVID pandemic is still, you know, ravaging parts of the world, and a lot of pilots and uh, flight attendants are just not working because they're not getting paid what they deserve. Right. So it's hard for a lot of these airlines to staff. And then you add this into the equation. There's a new prototype that was just um, revealed at this year's Aircraft Interiors Expo over in Germany that showcases a overhead luggage storage uh, that get, gets rid of it. And instead, now we have rows of, of seats that humans sit in 
stacked on top of each other. So basically, essentially, there's it's like a zigzag configuration. And then there's your regular lower seats. And in between them, there's a step up. And there are people seated eh, two or three feet off the air. So basically, you're sitting on a plane and you're looking straight ahead and you're seeing not just like the back of somebody's seat. You're seeing like the butt of somebody's seat. First of all, the claustrophobia that is coming to me right Terrifying. now, I would never. Not that lower seat, especially. The lower seat is what would do it for me. And There's I don't know just if I no be, way. I don't know if I want to be up in the air on the high seat either. I would like to be up in the air on the high seat. It's like a bu- they're like bunk beds, essentially. Yeah. On a plane. This, But also, like, how do you disperse the weight distribution? Like, that's so many. We're adding double to an airplane now like I was on a flight last a flight last night and the flight attendant said okay we're not a packed flight but do not um, move from the seat that you have been assigned because we want to keep the weight even yeah which I was like okay girl that doesn't make sense but I can hear that but well they probably now, saw that they had a close to 50 50 split on either side of the yeah, plane and they wanted to keep it like that totally yeah. but you're adding I mean when a when you're on a packed flight, that's a lot of people. You're going to add an additional top row. I find it no, horrifying. Well, the never. designer, Alejandro Nunez Vicente, uh, sounds sounds Latin to me. I don't like this, Vanessa Garcia Ortiz. Uh, he argued that travelers already have to crouch with the way current Go economy. By. Yeah, so Yeah, so because it's already bad, let's make it worse. Now, Okay, the only scenario I see where this could be, I don't even want to say this, but for like super economy, right? I get it. I, like personally, you couldn't pay me to get on a Spirit Airlines Never. flight. But that's because I, you could fly on Spirit. Oh, that's I easy. always do. Yeah, it's easy. You're little. I'm 6'5". I need at the absolute very least like economy plus or comfort plus where I have a few like three to five inches of extra leg room because I can't fit in economy. My knees are up in my face the whole time. It's terrible. I prefer business class or first class, but I can't always afford that, and it's not always worth it. There's no way on earth I could even fit on this plane. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't. It's like getting into like a sports car without having the like the luxury of being in a sports car. Yeah. Well, someone who can fit on this plane, I would not do it. It's terrifying to me. Well, what do you do if Ugh. somebody's sitting above you and they spill their drink? Now, Just spill your so drink many things. What if they've got gas? Listen. That is going from, like, it's just too much. If you ever, much. If you ever see me take the little air vents and point them directly at my, like, me, you know what's going on. If I have them on high, it's because I probably ate some broccoli. I'm just, I'm just going to say it. Listen, you fart in here all the time and i got to deal with it. I don't <laughs> want to deal with it on a plane. This is a terrible idea. Gone are the days when you used to get dressed up. and Like our parents and grandparents oh get dressed God, up. Oh, my God, to get everybody, on a plane. Everybody got a hot meal. Yeah, no, people they, used to smoke cigarettes on the plane. That's also did, did happen. That's yeah. very Isn't problematic. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, okay, well, listen, it's a big no for us. Coming up, uh, what do you think the plot of the Barbie movie is going to be as Ryan Gosling looks perfection is that what we're going to get from this movie we'll talk next odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to london to see taylor swift at the eras tour it's tay in the uk hey it's taylor just download the free odyssey app log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry and you could win a chance to fly off to london with three friends and see taylor i can't wait to see you at the eras tour in london for more go to odyssey.com slash taylor tay in the uk on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. All right, so the internet almost broke yesterday. 
because some uh, first photos were released from the upcoming Barbie film. Michaela, what's popping? Okay, so this is wild. Ryan Gosling is back in the news, and we're getting the first look of him as the Ken doll, uh, where he will be playing the Ken doll in the new Warner Brothers film, Barbie. He looks so like a lesbian. I mean, I just like... <laughs> I was like, Lisa, is that you? I know. Your little blonde hair? I know. Well, it made me laugh so hard because the girls are like, oh my God, Ryan looks so hot. And I'm like, ladies, he looks like a les. I think it's hot. Also, he's like 40-something years old, I believe. And he looks the same that he has looked 20 years ago in the notebook. Like... Just gorgeous. Uh, it must be Eva Mendez keeping him so young. It must be. I'm obsessed be. with them as a couple, by the way. They are so hot together. Also, is it Margot Robbie who's playing? Oh, yeah, she looks fantastic as Barbie. Yeah, yeah okay. she really does. She's are, so great. These are interesting. I'm, I'm down for this. It's funny because when we first started dating, my partner and I, we have a niece named Michaela, and she always called Emil. Uncle Ken. And her mom's like, why do you call him Uncle Ken? She's like, because you reminds me like like the Ken Barbie. <laughs> and she would like grin about it. And then she thought I was also an Uncle Ken. So like she knew we were gay and she was trying to say that, but couldn't figure out how to say it. So always called us Ken Barbies. So sweet. <laughs> the cutest thing ever. I'm, I'm going to watch this film. Yeah, but I don't know what it's about. I'm still confused. Maybe Barbie's Dream House. I don't know. I don't even care what it's about. You know You know what? There's a song that's on our wedding playlist that we gave our DJ that is a must play. There's like the list of songs we want played, and then there's a list of songs that are must plays. Play Barbie Girl's on my must playlist. A thousand percent is the most iconic song. That I'm, was my ringer on my Nokia phone for like three years. Come on, Barbie. Let's, let's go, go party. party. Oh, so good. Love it. I, well, I'm so <laughs> excited. He looks like the perfect Ken doll. And my... Margot Robbie looks gorgeous. Now, coming up, uh, we grabbed an interview with Mayor Lisa Middleton talking about celebrating Pride while she's at the White House. Wow. Friend of the show, she'll join us in the next hour. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we've got the mayor of Palm Springs, Lisa Middleton, actually on a connection. She's, I think she's actually going to be calling us from the airport here in about 15 minutes uh, on her way back from celebrating Pride at the White House with Joe Biden. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, she's making some time for us. If her connection allows, we're going to have her here on the morning beat here in about 15 minutes. So make sure you stick yes. around for that. Super exciting stuff. All right. Listen, I just got the cutest DM and I'm going to read it on air okay. for us. Michaela, I listen to you and AJ every day. I'm catching up on the podcast from yesterday and wanted to tell you about this story about our loved ones being around us. Like you, my grandma Nana is my angel and has always looked over me. I've survived two collisions with telephone poles that easily could have killed me. My grandma always wanted me to finish college, and when I applied to nursing school, I got my acceptance letter on her birthday. I knew it was a sign from her that was the path I was supposed to be on, and I would be successful. Just wanted to tell you my story, and much love to you and AJ. Can't wait for your album, Peace and Love. Sharon Sanders. That's beautiful. Sharon, thank you for listening, honey. But what are you doing running into two I, Yeah, I'm a little poles. concerned about the two telephone Sharon, poles. honey, one is a lot, You're two. You're quite, quite blessed and obviously have <laughs> angels, but two? 
yeah, your Nana's really looking out. She's like, Sharon, I love you, honey. Stop I, running into light poles. I genuinely think, I believe in this sort of thing. I believe in oh, angels. Yeah. And my sister was driving home, I think, from visiting her boyfriend one time in high school. He lived a couple hours away at the time. And she was driving home, and she fell asleep at the wheel. And she flew off of the freeway. And it might have been icy. She slid off, was spinning, and went out into a cornfield, I believe, or some sort of a field. And somehow went right between two telephone poles where the, the amount of clearance on either side might maybe was a couple feet t- tops. And she her car happened to turn just right through it and went right through it out into the field. And she said, I woke up as my car was like going out of control and starting to spin off the road. And it felt like something like a pillow. I landed and it kind of like gently put me out into the field. She's. I felt it in slow motion. And I felt it sit down. And she's like, I think it was Grandpa. I think Grandpa was looking out for me. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's I amazing believe. though. It's so, true. Thank you so much. What was her name again? Sharon Sanders. Sharon. Thank you for sharing your story, Sharon. Thanks, Sharon. We Sharon. appreciate that. Also, just, Sharon. And also, just believe avoid avoid light poles, please. Yeah, Sharon, please. Let's for not, the love of let's God. Let's not test that a third time. For the love of Nana. Yes, stay safe. Just. Don't don't get in your light, honey. <laughs> I know. Thank some, you. Ready for some news on the beat? Yeah, I am. Okay, it's uh, <clears throat> a landmark settlement. A Maine assisted living facility has agreed to establish policies and procedures to ensure it is a welcoming place for LGBTQ seniors. After a 79-year-old transgender woman levied an accusation of discrimination, when Marie King filed her complaint with the Maine Human Rights Commission in October, alleging that the Sunrise Assisted Living Facility in the town of Jonesport refused her admission as a resident because she is transgender. It was believed to be the first complaint of this kind in the U.S. history. The settlement does not set a binding legal precedent, but legal experts nevertheless expect it to raise awareness that nursing homes and other assisted living facilities must abide by various state and federal laws barring them from discriminating against transgender people. The settlement also provides a roadmap for how such facilities can better serve the needs of LGBTQ seniors. All right, another news. President Biden on Wednesday signed a sweeping executive order that expands LGBTQ rights. The mandate, among other things, directs the U.S. Departments of Health and Human Services, Education and other federal government agencies to develop policies that will counter anti-LGBTQ laws that have been enacted in states across the country. The order also creates a Bill of Rights for LGBTQ plus older adults within HHS and will prohibit the use of federal funds to support so-called conversion therapy. My message to all the young people, just be you. You are loved. You are heard. You are understood. You do belong. And I want you to know that as your president, all of us on this stage have your back. I love that. Good for you, President Biden. I'm glad you're speaking up for us because I'm sick of this. Trump never did. Never did. But also, Joe Biden, where was this executive order two years ago? Like, I understand it's sort of in response to all of the anti-LGBTQ legislation, but let's not just wait till June. If people are suffering in March, April, May, you let can, them suffer. You can let us know that you love us then too. It's okay. You don't of have to wait course. until just June. Yeah, yeah. That's a note for everybody. Yes. Don't just let June be the time where you're like, I stand with the community. Yeah, I guess I guess queer people are humans this month. I guess we can be nice to him this month. <laughs> no, we do. We appreciate it. We appreciate our allies, everything. Just, you know, keep it going. 365, honey. All right, let's get into weather. 80 in LA today, 109 in Vegas, 109 in Palm Springs, 98 in Houston, 
64 in San Francisco, 83 in Buffalo, 109 in Cathedral City, and 109 in La Quinta. That give us a vibe of the day. There is nothing quite like a dream to create the future. Yeah. Yeah, honey. When are we doing this? Are we doing this tomorrow again? Should I tell our listeners about this, Vanessa? Okay, we've got more tickets to give away tomorrow, so make sure you tune in. Uh, Channel Q has your chance to see Demi Lovato September 28th at LA's YouTube Theater. Um, it's all part of their Royal and the Serpent tour. We're gonna give another way a pair, another give away another pair of tickets. Say that three times fast. Uh, tomorrow, what hour are we gonna do that in? Tomorrow, do we know yet? When? In, ooh, in the eight o'clock hour here on the West Coast, eleven o'clock on the East Coast. Uh, listen for your chance to win tickets to see Demi Lovato on tour. This is fun. I love, so fun. I love giving away tickets. We gave away tickets to Kinky Boots recently. We got Demi Lovato coming up. Uh, who was the other one we had not that long ago that was really great? Gaga. Lady Gaga. That's a vibe. I listen, I will not. I, I it, Demi has been incredible, but the phones were off the hook for Gaga. That's right. Also, you know who? I love Gaga. Rumor has it, Beyonce's about to drop an album next month. Oh, she month. for sure is. She's and all I, over everything right now. I'm unwell. I'm Ooh, unwell. The, I'm unwell. The British Vogue photo shoots. I mean, she did so many looks. Go check them out. They're so fine. Iconic. So perfect. All right, coming up this hour, we're talking with Mayor Lisa Middleton as we celebrate Pride. She's coming back from the White House and she's going to give us the inside scoop about how it was next. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon, Channel Q. All right, we're super excited to have good friend of the show, Mayor Lisa Middleton of Palm Springs, calling in right now. Uh, Mayor Middleton. Uh, thank you so much for joining the Morning Beat. We hear that you're at an airport right now. Explain to our listeners why. Uh, I had the opportunity yesterday to attend uh, the Pride celebration uh, that was hosted by the President, uh, Dr. Jill Biden, at the White House. That is incredible. Incredible! And also, let me just point out, not just a Pride celebration with the Bidens at the White House, but I hear also perhaps your birthday? It was, as a matter of fact, but that's pure coincidence. Oh, I d- no, no, d- no, I don't accept no, that at I all. I believe the White House knew it was Mary Lisa Middleton's birthday, and they said, <laughs> team, gather round. We're showing Palm Springs a good time here in D.C. <laughs> Well, he didn't quite say that, but uh, I, I'll stand with you that he meant to. <laughs> okay, well, what did he say? Because it must have been incredible being there. He gave an incredibly moving uh, speech that uh, spoke to the fact that he understood, uh, in particular, the kinds of lives that uh, LGBTQ uh, children and young people uh, have and are facing and the kinds of uh, relentless assaults that are being perpetrated on the LGBT youth of our country in so many states. Uh, Well, he did just sign the executive order. Any mention of the Equality Act? I know it's kind of dead in the water right now, but is that that something, do you know that, that that's still something that he would like to get passed at some point? He certainly said he wanted it passed uh, yesterday, spoke, uh, very strongly on why passage of the Equality Act was something that was necessary and needed. Mm-mm-mm. That's well, amazing. Palm Springs is so lucky to have you. I, I think you're just so fantastic. And what an opportunity. What What will be your takeaway? Like, when you look back on this moment someday, you got to celebrate pride in the White House with the President and First Lady of the United States. Like, what will you remember about that moment? Well, 
being in the White House is just an unbelievable experience. Uh, that uh, those grounds are as sacred as we uh, imagine them to be, and to be there was, for this reason uh, was unbelievably moving. Uh, to look around the room of approximately 200 people that the president had assembled was to see the face of America uh, and see faces that re- represent our community uh, from across this country. It mm. was, uh, uh, we were present at the White House. So beautiful. That's incredible because, you know, uh, Mayor Milton, you've been doing this for a long time. You've seen... Um, our community really moved through decades. I mean, in the 90s, this wasn't a thing. In the early 2000s, this also, there was no representation. Well, also, two years ago, this was not happening. Donald Trump, that whole era. Yeah, but to just sort of see how our community is expanding and growing, what does that personally feel like for you? Oh, for someone of my generation, it's unbelievably moving to walk into a White House that is decorated in rainbow colors. Hmm. When uh, I can remember when an aide of uh, President Jimmy Carter, who was closeted, uh, invited uh, a few members of the LGBTQ community for a private meeting in her office uh, to talk about uh, issues affecting the LGBTQ community. It was a scandal. Wow. Well, it's not a scandal anymore. It is uh, a tribute to how far we have come. Uh, But all we have come to is a place where when a Democrat is in the White House, in states that, uh, such as California and New York and many others, uh, we live fully open Mm. lives. Yeah. But if you go, uh, I'm standing in an airport in Dallas, Texas. Oh, God. And this is not a safe place for LGBT youth to be uh, today. Uh, And that is the same in Florida and so many other places. Uh, One of the most moving speeches yesterday was delivered by an 18-year-old, Javier Uh, Gomez, who just recently graduated from high school in Miami, an out gay youth who talked about, who led the student walkouts Mm. uh, as a result of uh, Governor DeSantis's uh, Don't Say Gay Bill. He talked about what it means to have a president who has his back when he has a governor who does not. It's wow. listen. It's a it's a big deal. And talking about presidents having your back, we see what's happened with white nationalists and white supremacists when Insanity. Donald Trump had their backs. On the flip side, listen. Spoiler alert: the entire agenda of our community is just love and acceptance. Absolutely. So, Mayor Lisa Middleton, get home safely. Get out of Texas. Yes, <laughs> and please, thank you. God, and happy happy birthday. Yeah, thanks for calling in and happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Keep doing the incredible work that you're doing, and we will see each other back home. See you soon, Mayor Middleton. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Coming up, how do you feel about using other people's bathrooms in their home? Is it uncomfortable? I'll explain why I think so next. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. All right, this one's going to divide some people. This person writes, uh, to dear Prudence, help my friend insist on using my non-guest bathroom every time she comes over. This is sparking some debate. What do you do when you go to somebody's house? 
If, say, they have two restrooms, one is their main one and then one is for guests, but you prefer using the main one, is that inappropriate? Yes. Totally. Is it inappropriate to even use the restroom at somebody's house? No. Okay, okay. Going potty is important. But, like, for example, I have a two-bedroom, and I have a guest bathroom that's not attached to any room. <clears throat> then I have the main bathroom that's attached to our room. As much as we would love to say our house is spotless at all times, it's not. But I will keep the guest bathroom clean so that if guests come over, they use that. But sometimes my main bathroom is where I do my hair, my makeup, so there's things dispersed everywhere. So you will keep yourself using the guest bedroom uh, and do not try to enter my bedroom because you got to walk also through my bedroom to get to my bathroom which also i don't mind but if there's a clear guest bathroom right there girl use that one okay yeah i hear that yeah it's interesting i, I don't let people into our main bathroom either like our primary it's in our bedroom that's weird if if, if we have a party or something like that and somebody needs to i have it clean just in case yeah but like low-key we're both men so sometimes like the, the, the you know it's, it's not the cleanest thing it's like a little messy it's clutter yeah. this is junky there's always like you're hair, living in your house yeah hair in the sink from shaving <laughs> you're trimming your beard this is a lot right um i do know people though my cousin, good example of this. My cousin could not use the restroom anywhere other than her home ever. Oh, I ever. know people like that. And also so, so much so that she couldn't use the restroom when people are there either. Like we'd go there for Thanksgiving every year and she couldn't use the restroom while people were over. It's crazy to me. She so nervous. And her dad was the same way. I, I Anywhere, anytime. Oh I'm my good. God. I listen to me and I don't want to be too graphic, but I'm going over to my producer's house today and we've been friends for since I was 16 years old. And I always pee with the door open and I talk to him. <laughs> but I do that with you too. You do. You like do. I'm with my I, people. I I'm very to. comfortable. And, and nobody still, nobody has asked for still this. Still do it. Nobody asks for this. Nobody wants it. But I do. I'm comfortable. I still want to talk well, to you guys. How about when you lived in your old place at the beginning of the pandemic? We spent 10 this was weeks. Rough. 10 weeks recording from her home, right? And it was a 500 square foot bungalow oh with God. like five full sized adults, an entire radio studio set up from scratch every single morning, and three dogs. It was a lot. <laughs> And there were times where you have your morning coffee, you got to do what you got to do. Did you ever use yes! the restroom? Yes. And I would come, I remember coming out of there just like trying not to look you in the eyes because I would feel so terrible. Because like, I don't remember there being a fan either. There was just a no, little tiny window. No, there wasn't. Window. There was a window. So it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> but I think that you have every right uh, to this person, every right to say, hey, feel free to use my guest room. Yeah, but you not. can't go into someone's main bathroom. No, it's just weird. It is Unless weird. you're like family, family, even then, you got to ask permission. It's just odd. I'll tell you, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell this story and I don't want it to be too graphic. Don't be too graphic, Michaela. Don't be too graphic, don't be too graphic, don't She's be too graphic. She's rethinking it in her head right now. So let's just, I'm like, am I going to get in trouble? Let's just agree. That I'm just going to, you know what? Maybe it's a it's a conversation for a different time, actually. Yeah, sure, that's fair. I just rewinded, so. Okay. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. I mean, between Ryan Gosling playing the Ken doll in the new Barbie movie and also uh, Chris Evans... Standing up for our community right now. I love that we live in this era where these very hetero, you know, cis white guys who are huge global superstars are such big supporters of our community. And that's I, really on Amen. I think it's fantastic. And they're also easy to look at. Uh, Chris Evans in the news. What's going on, Michaela? Well, it's so great. Chris Evans is blasting haters that are upset over the gay kiss happening in Lightyear. 
He says, uh, the real truth is those people that don't like it are idiots. <laughs> There's always going to be people who are afraid and unaware and trying to hold on to what was before, but those people die off like dinosaurs. I think yes. the goal is to be them no mind, march forward and embrace the growth that makes us human. Yes. Loving this. You know, it's always really great when somebody who's looked at as like an actual superhero in real life, um, a strong masculine man comes forward and, and really stands up for our community and uh, and I, I love to see it. Well, it's interesting this uh, this same-sex kiss is between two female characters. It feels like like Disney and, and other studios are a little bit more comfortable testing the waters with same-sex kisses between women right now first. Because in some way, like I feel like a lot of straight people are much normalized. more, yeah, they're more comfortable with it for some reason. Well, I don't want to say it's not normalized; it's sexualized. Yes, yes. And so that's why it's okay because women have grown up to think, um, you know, like 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 even in the lesbian community. I remember this girl one time posted something, and she goes, "Oh yeah, when I was younger, I used to kiss girls for boys' attention." Like that early on, mm-hmm. that's what being a lesbian looks like for so, so many. Stupid. So that's a whole other conversation. But let's keep it with Chris Evans. Appreciate yes. it. Love that he has our back. And thanks for being an ally. Absolutely. Tell me something good. All right, I saw the story going viral yesterday, and I absolutely love it. A bunch of graduating seniors. Um, protested a school's anti-LGBTQ employee policy with pride flags. This went viral on TikTok as part of an ongoing student protest organized by Associated Students of Seattle Pacific, Seattle Pacific being the university. And as each one of these students walked up to receive their diploma um, from the dean of the school, they handed him a rainbow flag. So this is a religious educu- edu- uh, educational institution affiliated with the Free Methodist Church. Um, and about 40 or 50 of these students all handed over a rainbow flag to the uh, interim president, actually. His name is Pete Manjaris. And apparently, uh, he had said, It was a wonderful day to celebrate with our graduates. Those who took the time to give me a flag showed me how they felt, and I respect their view. Because the the sort of the belief system at the school is that it's immoral, uh, and 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 that's their official policy. So they said, okay, cool. You think we're immoral? We're just going to show you love, and all going to hand you rainbow flags. Mm, I and love he that. Did, he did smile through each and every one of it, but all the professors behind him were kind of like looking. I couldn't figure out in the video. You should go watch it online. I couldn't figure out if they were actually like like supportive of the kids or like annoyed by the kids. But it doesn't matter. They did it. So yeah. it's pretty awesome. I love that. All right. I love this story so much. Shaquille O'Neal was on a date uh, when he decided to not only just pay for his bill with his date, he paid for the bill of the entire restaurant, over 40 tables, and left the most generous tip for all of the wait staff. Um, he said that he did want to keep it low key, didn't want anybody to know, but... The bill was well over $25,000. And uh, who knows? Maybe it was a flex to show his new girl, like, I'm a good guy. I care about the people guy. But I think it's amazing. I like Shaq. He's done things like this a lot. Uh, he's a really generous human being. I and I lo- love to hear it. I love people who are generous with their money. Like, whether you're broke or rich, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever you can give to help others, I think that's awesome. Yeah, Absolutely. 
Uh, all right. Well, thank you as always for listening to our show. Thank you to our guests. It's Therapy Thursday. If you missed anything, of course, you can download a podcast at weirdchannelq.com. For now, please stick around for three hours of curated music just for you. And then, of course, it's Shira and Ryan with Let's Go There and your day with Loveline, Dr. Chris. We have a great show for you tomorrow as we head into the weekend. So we'll see you then. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.